Hey everybody, this is Zach. We're talking about Fatal Attraction from 1987 this week. Uh, this is a film that does deal with some themes of mental health, self-harm, stalking, and domestic abuse. If any of that's something that you'd rather just uh, skip over, you may want to stop the episode at about 19 minutes in. Everybody have a great week. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Forbidden Cinema. Hello. I'm Jenny. I'm Zach. And we are here to tackle a truly forbidden and fatal attraction type of movie. Oh, my goodness. So the Super Bowl just ended. Congrats to L.A. Uh, I think we were probably supporting Cincinnati because... We don't really have anything to do with Cincinnati, but less to do with L.A., so uh, yeah. Pretty uh, much. It seemed like more people I know were, were... There's more lifelong fans of the Bengals, and they're sad right now, so sorry, guys. Yeah. The only really thing I know about L.A. was from Roger Rabbit and Terminator 2, so... <laughs> we did watch the Halftime Show. Classic. Loved oh, it. Oh, man. Snoop, Dre, brought it. Yeah, Snoop's looking like a little bit of an old man with his old man dance, but Dre... I would not have thought that. Uh, Dre has got it better than ever. He's getting better with age. He was amazing. I mean, I got to love Snoop. I mean, you got Snoop. He he and Martha has made their strange <laughs> alliance. It is even... Is it stranger than Brigitte Nielsen and Flava Flav or not? I'm not sure. It, it like See, Busta Rhymes must be really, really disappointed because he had an opportunity. He and Martha Stewart gave an MTV VMA out years before Martha and Snoop were a thing. Hmm. And I just, I don't even know if she knew that it, there was a new a new guy in front of her. <laughs> she, she probably just thought it was the same guy from the, from the award show. No, she didn't have her cred yet. She hadn't been to, she hadn't been to prison yet. <laughs> I, she like, does. She does have a new prisoner wine. I told you that the other yes, day. Yes, that is amazing. Snoop has his red wine and Martha has her shard. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. So what's everybody doing for Valentine's Day? We have... Uh, we have stuff the week that you're going to hear this. We're going to be out. I haven't seen anything on Instagram yet about there being any weird, like, special limited Valentine's Day menus this week, which makes me a little nervous for next week. I don't know, but we already have reservations, and it doesn't say anything We didn't about... prepay, I no. guess. I mean, there's nothing... It doesn't say anything about a, a, a fixed pre... I mean, we did a fixed pre last year, and it was great. It was fantastic. Love the we chef and I. We went at 6 o'clock, and it was starting to ice oh my right as we were leaving, and it was the worst... We were snowed in for the entire week after, like, luckily, luckily slash also kind of a bummer because we'd already planned to take the week off (laughs) and we were going anywhere anyway, but we actually got to have snow days. We've never had that in our whole lives. And we recorded. That's right. The first six episodes of this podcast. Yes. So we are going into the week uh, because that was this week. That was this week. Yeah, exactly. So we are coming up on a year of recording this podcast. We, of course, we didn't launch it. We we, we put kept a couple in the can, as they say. Had a little bit of trouble with our logo meeting iTunes standards. And uh, yeah, but the, the rest is history. So I think you were talking about your um, your manicurist. And- oh, yeah. She was saying that they were going to, going to the Jack Ruby restaurant, which even as I said it again, I'm like, it's not Jack Ruby. It's Jeff Ruby's. Jack Ruby's the guy who killed Lee Harvey Oswald. I we never get this Ruby right. We have Jeff Ruby and Jimmy Kelly. And I just keep on saying Jack Ruby for both. 
Yeah, I do too. But no, Jack Ruby is the guy who killed Lee Harvey Oswald because supposedly he didn't want Jackie O to have to go through a trial. But we're not a conspiracy theory podcast. (laughs) So we just wanted to get a good steak and we can't get it right. No, no. I don't think we're going to, if we ever get a reservation at one, we're not going to end up in the right place. No, we're not. We're going to be like, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) In all fairness to us, you know, credit where credit's due. You guys are really have confusing names. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why why do we need to name a steakhouse after a dude anyway? I mean, Morton's is great. Uh, I mean, you're talking- I bet you there's a Morton. I'm sure there's a Morton, but it's just Morton's. We don't have to it's worry not about like Jimmy Morton. It's or not Mort Spiderman. <laughs> 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 never old. It's never old. I don't know why. Sorry. All right. So. Fatal Attraction. So yeah. this is the podcast where we look at movies we were not allowed to watch as children and look at them and see what's going on. What was the whole reason behind that? And for this one, good job, mom and dad. Thank Woo. you for holding, for keeping me from this. This escalates quickly. <laughs> oh, man. They cover a lot. I mean, from like high, high level, we're dealing with a lot of different topics that are Relevant now, um, I think that they're handled in interesting ways, but it is 1987? For 87, I was a little surprised by how mature an adult and responsible some of these things some were. Some of handled. them were, and some of them were, and, and I think it's it's, it's inter- interesting. So th- those of you who do not know, brief synopsis, we, we did look at synopsises from HBO Max and Prime, and you know nothing was crazy. Guys, I think Amazon is listening to our podcast. <laughs> I, I think, because oh. there are no insane written in Japanese and then plugged into Google Translate things anywhere. Even the ones that we've done are have been corrected since then. That's true. Body of Evidence does not read the same. There's no lobsterman. No. There's no You guys hideous, heard it here first. Crazy and penguin it man. Is, right, exactly Batman that. Returns even mentions Catwoman now. Yeah, and it didn't before. So I, I'm not going to take any credit for this. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bezos does not give a fuck. <laughs> Zero. He's in the moon with some lady with big boobs. I mean, it's Probably, whatever. probably. But so Fatal Attraction, yeah, basically, as um, H- Tom Hanks says it in Sleepless in Seattle, um, every man saw <laughs> Fatal Attraction. And yeah, it was everyone, every man's worst nightmare, basically, <laughs> is what he says to his kid Jonah. Um, I believe the top review on IMDb says, it does for affairs what Jaws did to water. <laughs> Fair. That's just... <laughs> hey, if you sneak up behind me in a swimming pool and say, dude, I am running, okay? <laughs> I mean, I don't use a toilet in front of other people, but if somebody said, dude, I might have to <laughs> run away. Oh, my gosh. I mean, just water is terrifying now. But yeah, it's, I mean, it... A fair, hmm, this is a one night, I mean, okay, this gets crazy weird. Like, it's got, the tone on this is very strange. Um, like Yeah, right, she's had affairs before. There, there's no way somebody, like, so, yeah, it, it escalates out of control quick. I, we, I think we just have to go with it, though. We do, but also, too, even their 48 hours or so of their affair, 
is wildly toned. <laughs> I mean, they have like they they're in a meeting together. They meet at a bar where at a at a signing party where she works for the publisher. He's an attorney for the publisher occasionally for some crazy exercise book. Um, his friend who we've seen in lots of eighties movies. I don't remember the actor exactly, but you know he kind of like hits on her like passively and she's like gives him a dirty look and then michael douglas saunters over bellies up to the bar and and talks to her and she's intrigued and you know we we kind of think it's that's that but we know it's not that we we know this is the movie so they're they run into each other in a meeting uh meet cute they get caught in the rain they go to dinner his wife is out of town for the weekend and literally from just going to dinner and like talking for a while like they decide to bone and like it's it's like it's what you'd expect from like people who like really want to bone. You know, it's it's crazy, sexy, sexy sex scene. She lives in the meatpacking district. I, somehow that's supposed to, I think, add to it. I don't know why, because um, she's cool and edgy and, and whatever. But then like the next day, you know, he's doing his thing. It's the weekend, whatever. She's like, come hang out. You can work with me. Like, and you're already starting to get some tone. It's like, that's a lot. But he goes and he brings the damn dog and they go to the park and they run to the park. And like, this is this is not what you do with someone you're like, eh, like, like, I'm hot for you. And they have sex again, obviously. But it's like the tone of that is like, you know, love in the park, which is crazy. OK, so I know it is like covered like a ton but just the whole tone just gets so crazy weird. Like let's let's roll back. We can talk about some of the the details of of some of the things that lead up to that. But I think what you're trying to say is like this thing just escalates, and just, I think you just escalated. I just did. <laughs> it just went. It goes crazy. It's it just makes. I mean, I I understand partially why she may have misconstrued some things early <laughs> on, but digressing, and we'll roll back. But yes, I have earlier on. Screenplay based on his original screenplay. Do you have any idea what that means? No. I've been to a film class before and like learned some of the crazy stuff about it. I know what a gaffer is. We were actually at a party where uh, somebody got something in gaffing tape this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I have no idea what screenplay based on his original screenplay is. So I need to look into that for going deeper. Uh, we open on can't do that on television. Yes, that's true. Which is definitely was a forbidden, completely forbidden in my household. Oh, see, I was watching that left and right. I had no idea what I was watching. Oh, no, my mom hated it. She hated everything it represented. I don't really even know why. I don't know if it was the slime. I think it's because they said shut up. Mm. So that was, was a lots no. of vomit jokes, though. And I don't, I don't know. I always thought that was gross. Just the, the, the diner scenes. Oh, yeah. Like the barf. Well, first barf of all, the burger. dude's name was Barf. And it's then, Bartha, I think. Like B-A-R-T-H. Maybe. But it sounded like Barf. And yes. there was like chili and stuff. And it looked gross. Yeah. yeah. I heard that. Sorry. Which, you know, you got this little girl, which I didn't think was a little girl at first. It's a really interesting casting. I said WTF with the pajamas. I guess it wasn't pajamas. I guess they were getting ready to go out. But she's in like a Victorian Ebenezer Scrooge sleep shirt, and Michael Douglas is in. He's a, Donald Ducking. He's, it. he's totally Donald Ducking. <laughs> it. He's got his whitey tighties and his dress shirt, and then she's in like a complete see-through, oversized 
t-shirt and like what is going on here like, there's a they do not look like they're getting ready to go out they look like they're like mega in for the night i know like, even then popcorn watch a movie but yeah still, what, like, why is he donald ducking it and with his daughter it's my weird my dad just wandered around the house in his whitey tighties all the time really yeah I, I feel like dads did in the 80s yours probably didn't with four girls no my dad wore tie all the time <laughs> <laughs> It's Your dad of, wears old dress pants working in the yard. He does, yeah. <laughs> he only just now uh, has jeans. You bought him jeans like 10 years ago. And he's still wearing the same ones. <laughs> You're like, look, I'm wearing the jeans you bought me. <laughs> so then they go out to the sushi restaurant, an 87 a sushi restaurant. That's, that's a lot, yeah. I mean, it has to be... Yes, I mean, it's but, New York, but still, I would have had no concept of sushi for not, not a an 87. decade plus. No, no, I mean... Is it the restaurant or is it just thematic because it's a because it's re- the book release? I don't know. There is like later on when they kind of and like oh no, they just did that. Also, I just have like is is the babysitter the the, the little girl runs up and she's saying shit 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 and she goes <laughs> to answer the door because the mom is, which I thought was hilarious. Um, I I think that the babysitter might have been Jane Krasinski. Mm. We have to double check that just for the sake of it. We only see him Kids. for like a hot second. We'll never again fight over who gets to answer the phone or answer the door. No, but I also thought it was interesting that she didn't answer the phone. She tells her dad the phone is ringing, but she goes and she answers the door. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess maybe they know it's the babysitter coming, but... I don't know. I just remember there being fights over who gets to answer the phone when I was a kid. Now the phone rings and I don't have caller ID. and Everybody drops it and runs away. (laughs) Ducking under my desk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it has a camera. I can see you. (laughs) I mean, the phone can't see you. There's no doubt about that. I don't know if the person on the other side can see you they say no but mm, i don't know i don't, I don't know, know i'm pretty sure mark zuckerberg watches me poop uh, well uh, well then you shouldn't bring your phone in the bathroom <laughs> it's in my pocket i'm not like he can see through things though maybe i don't know what i don't want to talk about that sorry anyway said, what a waste of champagne when he sits down and orders a champagne next to her Mm-hmm. they kind of had their little flirty thing there's a lot of people with a lot of unbuttoned shirts in this movie. I, I thought exactly the same. Thing. He Her- traded his deep V. He did. For a deeply unbuttoned No, shirt. this is a reverse. This is 87. That's 93. <laughs> this is the pre-deep V. Yeah, I mean, she, uh, Glenn Close, so we've been said Glenn Close um, is is our fatal attraction. Femme fatale. I get, uh, uh. I don't know. But she's got a super deep, you know, deep cleavage. Uh, well, actually, there's not a lot of cleavage in this movie. Um, this is pre pre a lot of um, augmentation. Things that would cause cleavage. But, I mean, I think it's sexy. It's great. But, yeah, everybody's everybody's got a lot of buttons undone or a lot of necklines that are low. Um, I love it. It's great. Do it. But he comes in and he's flirting with her, orders the champagne. One sip sets it back on the bar and just leaves without it. What a waste of champagne. You're at a party. There are waiters everywhere. You can take that with you. Just throw it back and, and set it on a table somewhere. Someone will take care of it. It is a waste. I agree. Um, the I don't know if it's an editor or part of the law firm, but someone, some old guy has a neck brace and they say it's a sex injury. <laughs> <laughs> and they talk about it later on and he's like he's like i don't talk about it like like oh is it really like it's like everybody's in on the joke but it's we never know we don't we don't get that like bob bob what happened bob <laughs> <laughs> they're like you should see his wife 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yes. I don't um, even remember who had it, but I wrote there's somebody has an I Heart NY coffee cup. There's I Heart NY everything. Have you ever used one of those coffee machines? Like uh, I think the first time I ever saw one was in Terminator Two. I think the guy gets stabbed while he's trying to get one. Like you push a button? Yeah, and like drops a cup down and then fills it oh, up with coffee. Um maybe. I've used one at a rest stop twice. One time it dropped a cup but no coffee. One time it dropped the coffee but no cup. <laughs> <laughs> so I have no, I cannot tell you Zero. the quality of the coffee out of one of those things. I can only imagine it's abysmal, but Oh for two. I love coin op. And when coin op fails me. That is a real betrayal. I mean, I've gotten a sandwich out of like a little turny thing. <laughs> I've never done that before. I'm, I'm always afraid because like I've had I've had one of those things and like it doesn't, the, the door doesn't open right mm. and that's it. The door doesn't open right. It's it. You gave up your money. No sandwich. No egg salad or whatever. Who knows what it was supposed to be. I mean, I've got a glass Coca-Cola bottle out of one of the turny things before. That's cool. That was, that was pretty cool. Um, oh, so yeah, the um, the friend who uh, tries to kind of after after they're like, oh wow, she like really gave you the the dead eye stare, like hates your guts, and he's like, oh I don't know, she like she was undressing me with her eyes, but she had trouble with the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> we learn later she has no trouble with the buttons because she no. tears his shirt open, and then, then he the, buttons it right back the up. The buttons are still there. There's yeah. like. There, there, there. Yeah, there's some rip. foley artist work <laughs> happening that does not. <laughs> not work out <laughs> oh my gosh um she's smoking but there's Inside, no smoke but there's no smoke at the bar at the bar but there's no smoke from coming for a cigarette in new all. york new york was like one of the first places no, to ban smoking but, like i'm just talking about a, literally an effect there's no smoke coming off of her cigarette she breathes it in the tip lights up no smoke gotcha, zero gotcha so you're thinking you're thinking prop Prop. It's a totally prop. She does have a cigarette later at the other restaurant. But yeah, it's like it was weird because it looked like it was like it was dead. But hmm. like it was just an unlit cigarette. So yeah, it was a weird choice because um, we don't really see her smoking any other time. No. Other than those, those two times. Two times. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have umbrella malfunction. <laughs> okay. Have we talked about my interviews for professional school? We stayed at, or I stayed, I, I left, we weren't married at the time, and Jenny was just still working, and so I went, and they had this red roof in as walking distance to the school. They have a, have a little, like, disclaimer at the bottom, like, we are not recommending any of these hotels. I didn't realize that that disclaimer was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed at this red roof in, and the door next to mine had been kicked in and had police tape over it. Nice. I'm like trying to just have a moment to kind of center myself before going to my interview, pull out the Gideon's Bible just to maybe pop it open and see what it has to say for me. And it's hollowed out and there's a crack paraphernalia in the Gideon's Bible at this hotel. Nice. Nice, nice. Yes. As I'm walking a mile and a half back from my interview and the 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 sky opens up and Jehovah pours his wrath upon me. I open my umbrella and just completely like I'm only holding the handle. The rest of it just like flies out of the handle and into a tree. <laughs> I think you remember getting the call from my hotel room. Like uh, I'm completely wet in a, the only suit I can afford. Like, what do I do? We're like discussing like how to like dry this suit out. Yeah, exactly. At a, like, at so a it red roof ruin. in. <laughs> okay. So we're going to have to pause and take. We're, we're trying to fix a lamp, and our cat has stolen some of the spare parts. Yeah, so up yours, yours uh, Jeff Bezos. That lamp we got is crap. 
Yeah, but then also on me, I didn't return it in any form or fashion. We didn't even so. take it out of the box for like six months. So we, yeah, it, yeah, the return window was up. Yeah. Okay, so I have a little bit of a wardrobe conversation beyond all the V's and okay. the buttons. Go ahead. Um, the only time, so we see her in white. Mm-hmm. She's in black when he meets her. She's in white when she's in the meeting, and mm-hmm. they like have this meet cute kind of again. And it's like she's a breath of fresh air, and she's just like light and feathery. And the she is only in white when she's at home. After that, she's in black when we see her, like coming to his office, like any of the back and forth. When she's like out in public with with him or meeting him, she's in black. When she's at home, she's in white. Except for then at the very end when we have the confrontation. Um, she's just come literally straight from her apartment looking as she did. But there's a lot of, I think, play with like who she is and how menacing she is and how we're supposed to see her character. Um, so getting back into the the lunch they're having or whatever, having a drink, uh-huh. I wrote, he's going to be smoking by the end of this movie. I am so, I was so wrong. Oh no, he didn't smoke at all. He, I just would, he would like, only have smoked if he we knew he had quit smoking. Okay, okay. You're pulling that from um The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Hand that rocks the cradle. I feel like another movie that we did it was it uh Willem Dafoe? Had he was it, did he start smoking again? Maybe. I don't know. I just felt like when he was fully in, he was gonna be smoking again. Like when we knew he was in over his head. That's a, that would be a really great cue, but we didn't know that as a, a character flaw for mm-hmm. him. So I, I don't think, so. but I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I just have like, okay. So they're on like a legit date. Second day. Second day after they have sex. Oh, can I yeah, go ahead. mention a couple things? Go ahead. First I said counter height sex. He must be pretty tall because he's standing up and able to get things done, and she's on the counter. I don't think he's very tall. He doesn't seem that tall. I'm just thinking about how high a counter is, and I'm just doing the doing the physics and the <laughs> uh, force vectors and tab A and slot B, and I just don't know if things are working on the counter. Well, it's a movie. I guess, I guess. And then she's sloshing around in the sink. What is going on with that? That was weird. Is that sexy? No. There's like dirty dishes in there? No, she like weirdly turning on the water and like putting water on his face and putting water on her chest. And no, it's not. Not to me. That's gross dishwater. That is not like. I mean, she turns the faucet on. So I guess that's cleaner. I don't don't know. I I don't think so. I don't don't think think it's. No, I don't think it's sexy. And then he's carrying her to the bedroom. I showed sensuously tripping over my pants. <laughs> exactly. That I wrote that down. Like she's laughing, which there's this the there's familiarity the, there. Yes, that, there's an intimacy there and that kind of laughing and silliness of like when you know someone and like you're still like you know, you're still if a someone's tri- laughing at you when you're having sex the first time. No, you're not doing it right. I don't think so. No, I don't. <laughs> when think- you're laughing after having sex for decades, that just means you you have a connection. Exactly. So there's some weirdness there of of familiarity that they're they're pushing. Which so yeah. And know. when they roll apart. He is so much sweatier than she is. <laughs> he is like drenched and she is completely dry. Um, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, cr- I don't know. It, yeah, it's very crazy. Sorry. So go on into day two. Go on in. Sorry. I just, I, I had, I felt I had some good material I had you, to get out. Oh, absolutely. Sorry. But then like, then they go dancing. That is. They go dancing. 
she says something. I don't know what she said. She's like, she says, are you whatever? He's like, what did you have in mind? And they go dancing. Dance moves for Michael Douglas, not as good as in Romancing the Stone. <laughs> it might be the magic of the white suit, jumpsuit. But yeah, they go What do you dancing. think about his club presence here versus his club presence in Basic Instinct? Well, first of all, where did those clothes come from? Mm. Because they like he goes to her apartment. He's wearing a suit that he wore to a meeting earlier. Then now he's wearing a black dress shirt. She's a fancy business lady. She has suits. They, <laughs> I don't know that he's gonna wear. Like they just just pop the shoulder pads out to be all right. <laughs> I mean, anyway, I mean it, it was it was inoculus. Inoculus uh, is that the word I want? I don't know, but. And then I just have Quincy! <laughs> Exclamation point. That's the dog. I have so much dog anxiety in this uh. movie. Um, like, he's left the dog overnight. Like, w- the dog needs to go out. Like, the dog is... Very, like, if, I mean, I'm so worried about the dog. Like, I have so much bunny anxiety in this movie because the only thing I know about this movie is from one of those screener cassettes that I used to have. And it's the scene of, you know, the wife coming up and with the pot so i've got so much bunny anxiety i'm like now i have dog anxiety too (laughs) no because is something gonna happen like he's gonna be negligent and something's gonna happen to the dog because of his affair i'm like no quincy i love you quincy quincy is awesome i mean yeah and then we've got elevator sex i have always wanted to live in somewhere with a freight elevator ever since wayne's world 2 I'm maybe sorry. maybe dark man even where you get to like it's gonna cool. roll the elevator up to go up to your room and you have the big high ceilings in the old warehouse oh, i've always wanted to have an apartment like that i mean i wondered like i started i just wrote down like adrenaline junkie like she's doing all these things that like are just heightened you know because she's when they ad- address the idea that they might be interested in having sex with each other he said she says you know i'm 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 the jury. Basically, she says the jury's still out. And he's kind of like, oh, you know, like, that's not exactly whatever. But she's like, we're both adults. And, you know, yeah, she comes across it as like, it's very cash. But then all the things that she wants to do are just like pushing and pushing. Even before we have some questionable things of like whether she's mentally stable or not. She's just like, go, 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 go. Let's go dancing. Let's have sex in the elevator. Just like one of those people you're just like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> like, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. So we do as they're going back to her place and she's picking her key off the thing. Like, come on. We do get to see Glenn Close's dick grabbing technique. Oh, I guess so. I didn't, I didn't notice. It, it's just a straight up underhanded cup. Like what I said is kind of the standard dick grabbing technique. And so I guess Michael Douglas is not working with Willem Dafoe level uh, level tackle. Noted. Yeah. Is it was there some sort of Venn diagram and all of that? I need to really <laughs> start making some Venn diagrams. <laughs> um, then I just have it. He's a terrible liar. Oh my goodness. He talks uh. to his wife the next day, which also we basically I, learn he was supposed to drive out. Have a. Pl- I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be like this way. Like, have a story kicked up in your head before you make the call. He's making it up as he goes along. He's known he's going to have this call. Yeah, there's been a lot that's gone on in the last few days or in the last day. And then then what becomes the next day. Yeah, like he was supposed to, I think he was supposed to like have that meeting in the afternoon and then drive out to the country and stay with them the rest of the weekend, which he doesn't really give much explanation about. And she doesn't really seem to care. I'm like, that's cool that she's like, get it, you're busy, you know, you're working, whatever. But also, 
to feel like I would kind of be like, hey, kind of think there was a plan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I think right now I'm to where you were when you were just sort of, I can't believe everything. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Like, that Walking a dog with another woman. Like. No. Th- that this... dog should never meet another woman. No, no. Like. No. I would, I would, I would rather you were hooking up with somebody in some freight elevator somewhere than like somebody cuddling with my kitty cats. <laughs> like that's so much more intimate. It's crazy. I mean, that's, I, I, w- I don't want to like totally say that that's not totally true, but it is like, that is, that is the crossover. Like being at her house, the dog is at her house. That's. No, not okay, dude. It's not like they're cooking, and he's cooking. She's cooking spaghetti, which his wife has already left spaghetti at home for him. Oh, that was brutal. And like, what's the deal with spaghetti's in a spoon? Like you, like twirling your spaghetti using a spoon. Is that is that is that I think like that's official the way to do it? Yes. Is it? Because you're not supposed to cut pasta. I don't. Think. I don't cut pasta, but I don't use my. Spoon you can just either. like twirl it without a spoon, though. Yeah, I'm just curious, like, is that, you know, is that, like, a regional thing? Is that an Italian thing? I is think, that like, the spaghetti factory served it like that before it blowed up. Well, then, like, I mean, you get a spoon, you're at a restaurant, but, like, that's a personal preference, I think, like, the way that you actually eat your spaghetti is gotcha, what I mean. Gotcha, But, yeah. Yeah, just, like, she's into quick. I don't like them. Like, I just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it, which I think I've made pretty evident already. Yes. Don't said, like it. I don't think... I didn't realize they had corkscrews like that in 87. Oh, I thought that the was little, a more modern invention with little, little, little levers. Hands. Yeah. I don't know. And I was like, where's the dog? It's making me nervous. Like <laughs> <laughs> The dog gets spaghetti. It's okay. Eventually, yeah. Well, I was afraid because, like, he... They have some weird moment in the park where they're like running in the park and like tackling and rolling around and playing with the dog. And then he like kind of just lays there. But she gets weirdly worried really fast. He's not that old. I don't know how old he's supposed to I be. I said she's had an affair with a guy who's died in the sack before. Something. I don't know. But she runs over. Like, My dad died and I watched him. Like, not really. Like, yeah. It's like, okay. Like, I thought I was being kind of funny. Then that, that, I, I think you're not funny. But I don't know. Like, is it fair? Uh, yeah, but we see a little bit of her weirdness. But then, where's the dog? Like, <laughs> I don't care about them and their weirdness. Where's the dog? That's all I care about in the park. Like, that's why I was afraid, like, we're going to look up and the dog was going to get hit by a car or something mm. like that. So I have family back and we're doing card tricks. You got anything before that? Yeah, I just like he's had these pantsless too much. Oh, my goodness. Because he's Donald Ducking it again. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then when she's mad at him and she, like, kicks out at him. I don't know if that's this scene or if it's later. But like she's got, he's got this just fantastic tan line on his butt, and she's got this like fantastic tan line on her shoulders, and on she's got like this really high waisted bikini tan line when she like kicks out at him. They're in New York. How are people getting this much sun in New York? They go to the country. They go to the Hamptons. <laughs> I guess that's where people go know. and or like lay out on rooftops. I I'm not sure, but I mean we really even talked about like we're there for second day. Mm-hmm. He he's gonna leave. And she, like, loses her shit mm. and, like, you know, rips his shirt but doesn't, um, you know, kicks at him. And, you know, he's like, she's like, I'd, I'd have more respect for you if you just told me to fuck off. So he's like, well, fuck off then. 
And then, then she's standing and she's like, well, let's say goodbye, like more friendly. And she has her hands behind her back. And I was like, she's, she's she going to have a weapon. Exactly. But then she puts her hands on his face and there's like blood and she has slit her wrists. And, you know, to his whatever, he jumps into action immediately. And it's not like, why did you do this? You're crazy, whatever. Like he tries to take care of her. He doesn't call any, I mean, he is thinking a little bit about himself, too, because he doesn't call any anyone. He doesn't take her to the hospital. He doesn't take her to the emergency room. The dog's still there. The dog is witnessing all of this. This is traumatic. <laughs> um, but he puts her to bed, and, you know, he calls his wife from there in the morning. I was like, pre-caller ID. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. And, you know, then he eventually leaves, but... We've already seen some mega, mega issues. Yeah, like this is not going to end well. No. So the card trick really brought me back. When the family's home and, and the daughter's doing the card trick, like, which, which stacks your card in? Which stacks your card in? That's a trick where you do. You take 27 cards, and then you shuffle it out, pick a card, and then you throw it out like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, make three stacks. Mm-hmm. And you ask the person to pick which stack. If you're an amateur learning the trick, you put the stack on top that you that they've picked, and then by the end, their card will be on the very top. If you do it three times, it's just math. Okay. If if you're an amateur, that's if you're somebody though that's starting to look at what they're doing, might notice that hey, my card's getting closer and closer to the top every time I pick a stack. So if you you do it in the middle, and then it's the eleventh card at the end. But I learned this trick on my first deck of cards that had a picture on the back of a pack of Pall Mall cigarettes. <laughs> Classy. I mean, everything I owned as a child came from, you know, some sort of grocery store. Promo. Uh, promo or something. So, I mean, I think we have in our garage, we have a bunch of VHS tapes and a Benson and Hedges um, <laughs> a tote from a grocery store That's for true. people who love to smoke. <laughs> people do. People did. Yeah. I feel like... I have, my pages are sticking together, but maybe not. Like, because I feel like my next notes are like way far later. But gotcha. So I have they're walking around in the library, and he's kind of talking to his friend about you know everything that's going on, and you know what sort of suit she might have. She's revealed she's pregnant. But that's I mean that's also after she's already showed up. She's already called a bunch. She's like. Have they already changed their number at that point? I think they changed their number right after that. Yeah, after that, after that. But they just have all those books. What are those lawyer books that lawyers have on their lawyer shelves? I don't know, but they're are they case law? But they're the same. They look the same. They all they all do look the same. I mean, my from my 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 dad is in law, and I'm used to seeing those books. They do all look the same. I don't know why. I mean, even before we get into the library, it is in the office. They have an. There's just lawyer books everywhere. amount of them. I feel like it's like it's like on this on this clipboard. I the think doctors there are a lot have. of like state codes and things like that. But I mean, I guess New York has a lot of state codes. I don't I, know. I don't know. Um, but I just my next note is just um, we've got Fred Gwynn in this movie, yes. um, and Fred Gwynn is most famously probably known as um, Fred Munster in the Munsters. Herman Munster. Herman Munster. Sorry, well, he took his piercings out, so he was able to get into law school. Right, and so. You know, he, he, took, he took all the face paint off, took his piercings out. He got into law school. He got into law school. And we, so we were wondering where he was in the phase of this before becoming the judge in My Cousin Vinny. So I guess he's partner at the firm. Yeah. It makes sense. About five years till he's a, till he's appointed as yeah. a judge. Yeah. So yeah. at this point, he's like half Frankenstein, half, <laughs> half judge <laughs> is what my note is. <laughs> like, okay. Um, 
So we have a dinner party at the home. Anything before that? Um, just a couple. I really kind of like. I'm just curious about the the Michael Douglas timeline of him being a leading man. Just kind okay. of just looking at it because, like, is he handsome? Maybe. Um, he's, but I think he's hotter. Maybe in '93. So like I'm just curious about this 1987 time period. I feel like, like he was better looking in *Romancing the Stone* and in *Basic Instinct*. Than right, this. which this book, was an awkward face. Which bookend? Yeah. So I'm just curious, like what's going on at this time? Like what's what's his status? Okay, well we can go. I can go deeper on Michael Douglas for you. And and then I just have like the movie does a really good job of lulling you into in a safe safe space because we do have you're just saying like about the the dinner party we do have a lot of like the friend stuff which is mm-hmm. fun and you know they obviously have this robust life we don't feel like she's gonna break in with a Tommy gun and shoot no. up the place in the middle of that dinner party it feels no. like their house is completely safe at that moment yes. or their apartment is completely safe absolutely absolutely and they have the fun conversation about like oh he may be being considered for partner and like oh well yes I'm just <laughs> just gonna be too hoity-toity and we're gonna leave you all behind it was it was pretty fun like popping champagne like I can pop it at you I can pop it at you I can pop it at you <laughs> and then he pops it it's like sprays everywhere and I wrote again what a waste of champagne. <laughs> Has anybody ever, if you're out there and you've like done that with any champagne worth anything and just like sprayed it all over people, I, champagne is too good to be sprayed on a stripper's ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, LMFAO. We appreciate what you're doing in life, but no, bad. Eye contact, hand, no. I mean, that's their choice. It's their champagne. They could do what they like, but I prefer to drink it. Yes, 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 yes. Preferably. Yes, yes. Um, but we do have, I'm pretty sure um, that this is the, at the dinner party, we have the back and forth ha- starting to happen of them at the dinner party and laughing, then her at her apartment mm-hmm. just, just turning the light on the and light off. on and off, on and off, on and off. It is terrifying. It it's so stupid, but it works so well. It is so menacing. It is. But yeah, you're right. Any different slight tone, and it would not have worked at all. This movie is a masterpiece of suspense. It Every really is. time the phone rang, my heart was starting to jump. Even when it was just... Even when, you know, like somebody normal, every time, every time at the door, oh man, my heart was racing in this thing. I also noted like that her nightshirt, which we see her in previous to, it kind of looks like a straight jacket. Hmm. It's very high collared mm-hmm. and it's it's not it's not cozy looking. It it looks constraining hmm. to a certain degree. So I think there's definitely some wardrobe choicing there. I do love during the dinner party when the guy asks his wife, like, by ten PM I want you to have a lampshade on your head. <laughs> I know, it's, it's hilarious. I love have it. Have you ever been to a party where somebody actually Threw a lampshade on their head? No. I mean, we've been to a toga party where somebody was trying to repin their toga so they didn't have to walk to the upstairs naked and pinned themselves to the couch. Yes. We've been to a party where the same person kept on sitting in beers. <laughs> uh, we've we've been to some crazy parties before. I'm not but- really sure how to take the lampshade off of the lamp that we have. I'd like to switch it, but I don't even know how to do it. I mean, it probably needs a tool. Like I probably need to go to Lowe's. <laughs> I probably need to go to Lowe's twice because I'll probably get the wrong tool the first time. <laughs> and Lowe's is all the way across the interstate. For those of you that don't live in Nashville or in somewhere with tough traffic, it's not that far, but it's on the other it's side so, of the interstate. You don't want to make extra runs. Yes. The, 
think of the emergency run to Lowe's that I had to make. Okay, when we first moved into this house, I was having people over and I'm like crazily trying to get ready to like have this party. And the kid that was trying to sell us an alarm system earlier in the weekend, like shows up at the door again. I'm like shaking my head at him, like from the door. I'm like, no, I don't have time for this. And there is somehow, I don't know how it happened because I had run to the store again and run back. And I swear that it wasn't there, but there is a, a very large turtle that has been run over somehow. It's at the very end of our driveway. I swear I would have felt it if I had run over this turtle. It was very large. But somehow, and it it seemed like it had been not with us for a while. Yeah, we and had I, some alligator snapping turtles here in this. It's a Google alligator snapping turtle. They're monsters. But, they are prehistoric but monsters. Then, but even then, like, okay, if it wasn't there and I didn't do it and it had been like, how did it end up at the end of our driveway? It wasn't there when I got home. I don't know. But so at the end of this party, or I don't remember what happens. I think the kid actually like pushed it down the road for me just a little bit. I was like, thanks. But I go to Lowe's and I buy a shovel. I'm like in heels and whatever. And I'm standing in line. We don't own a shovel. We just moved to his house. And literally the guy behind me in line, he's like, who'd you kill? (laughs) (laughs) He probably thought he was hilarious. I was like, well. um... And if you weren't having a panic attack, you probably would have thought he was hilarious too. Like if we could find him for this podcast, we would interview him. It would be so great. But yeah, he he thought he was great. He's like, because here I am like in all this jewelry all this whatever i mean it's it's the early 2000s so uh you You are accessorized very (laughs) very he's i'm standing there with this 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 shovel (laughs) to get rid of this this tortoise which is i can't have coming at my house and i'm i'm also sad i'm like i'm i'm crying so i'm like did i do this i don't know but like just get out in front of my house like (laughs) so much It was so much. And so like, yeah, so I'm worried about Quincy. Like this is this is the level that I feel. Oh, then the phone rings. I just said, I am having a panic attack. I'm like, is every the answering, time machine, the is the answering machine gonna pick up and she's gonna talk on the answering machine? Like, this is why we don't have answering machines anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Too many people have gotten screwed by answering machines. Oh man, when I was this is maybe a bit of a bummer story or maybe a creepy crawly story, or I don't know, but uh, in 1996, 95, I actually called my parents from the top of the World Trade Center and left an answering machine, a message on the answering machine. And in about 2005, they still had this old school tape answering machine before they had a digital answering machine. And there was a crazy lightning storm in the area, lost power, all the, but power came back on and it started playing that message over and over oh, and over wow. and over again from the top of the World Trade Center. And this was, you know, now 2005, four, like years, four years after later. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Destroyed. So That's crazy. That was a creepy moment after a bad thunderstorm. Oh, yeah. Weird. Um, yeah, I had the lamp at 10 o'clock. And then I was like, was the D that good? I mean, this is a lot for a lot. <laughs> I mean, I just, I mean question where question is i mean i I think the pregnancy gives her motivation she's not like she is crazy i i think so you really think she is i think she is really okay i i feel like because he said he called the doctor that's true like that's another thing too like call my doctor my doctor will tell you this is pre-hipaa i know i know it's still just craziness 
But but it also it also seems because of everything she's done up until that moment and everything she does. Oh, it seems after. like the kind of thing she would fake. Exactly, but... and we don't know. Yeah. Like we we don't get uh, we get that we get like third party, but like I don't I don't know. It still doesn't feel so like solid. I mean, she could have paid me. some guy fifty bucks to answer the phone and say she's knocked up. I mean, she could. Okay. Also, so he breaks into her apartment and goes and he's looking through a scrapbook. And he looks at something in a scrapbook, and it seems important, but it is never... It maybe her dad? Maybe. Died at, like, 42? So her dad did die? I think so. I, I, that's what my read was. I didn't feel like I got enough time with it to really process right. what I was seeing. Exactly. So it's like, it seemed really important, but then also he said nothing about it later. We were supposed to... He's like, I broke into an apartment. Like, what? And then he's like, I thought he was going to bring up the scrapbook. Like, no, I didn't bring up the scrapbook. No, not at all. Like, he looked at her Rolodex. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which yeah, love. Um, okay, so then there's the yeah. Here's a here's his card. You can call him. And then here's the thing. I'm 36 years old. This may be my last chance to have a baby. So this is what the scene we see the two scenes back to back in Bridget Jones' diary. We hear her saying that, and then we see her him her being shot in the tub. It like at her at home by herself watching this like. Pretty much at the same time, they're playing all by myself. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Are these two scenes I'm like this baby last chance to have a baby, and then her being shot in the tub? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like she's just like the, you know, it's like this is my life. <laughs> I bet you that would be much funnier now than having seen this movie. I know. It's like it's such an interesting choice. She's like, "Well, yep, okay, this is my life." Uh, so I'm in the parking garage. Cool. Go ahead, because I have terrible handwriting. I really need to work on this. <laughs> so we're in the parking garage, and he gets once again in a freight elevator, mm-hmm. like a BJ free freight elevator, but <laughs> a freight elevator, a freight elevator with one red light. Yeah. Why? It's so menacing. Why? Why is there red light? There's like some contractors like, hey, Frankie, like you think we should put more than one red light in here? Like maybe we should put a, like a regular light? Like. Eh, whatever, you know. <laughs> Everybody will like the light, the red light. It's festive. <laughs> it adds atmosphere. <laughs> like, what if there's ever a serial killer chase through here? It'll look good. I don't know, but that that was a menacing scene. It really was. Yeah, he's got a bunny rabbit. He's got mm. a bunny, the bun, the bunny rabbit for his. Which I'm already like, ah, crap. We all know where this is going. And she. Does she throw acid on his car? I think she screws with the electricity in it. And it like, why does she have the knowledge to do that? I don't know. Changing the wires. We didn't. We didn't have some sort of weird note like my father was an electrician, or I'm pretty sure my dad's like 1972 Mustang caught on fire in the parking lot of Cedar Point one time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of thing that happens at an amusement park, like when you take all your friends and you weren't supposed to go. <laughs> Um. I, yeah. I just have, have you ever had something happen somewhere you weren't supposed to be? Ooh, ooh. Let me think on that. Okay. I, I don't have anything immediate. I'm sure that's happened though, because that's just being a teenager. Um. But I don't. I don't have an immediate like go to story. Do you? Uh, we were at a camp out, and we were under strict orders. Or just camping out. You know, in the in the. We've mentioned I grew up on an abandoned Girl Scout camp, and we were under strict orders, no going and TPing any neighbors. And some of the guys 
went and TP'd some neighbors. I was kind of like, I got peer pressured to like go and watch <laughs> and sort of like be like one house over. And one of the kids somehow threw a roll of toilet paper and broke a window. Oh, no. Yeah. So I remember living the next four or five years in terror that that was going to come back to bite me. And yes. And as we get a phone call now. Oh, geez. <laughs> we, don't even, we don't even have a landline. And the phone is ringing. <laughs> hey, I, my mom's not with us anymore. Dad would have thought it was hilarious. So He would have. It's true. It's true. Um, Dad would have popped out the checkbook, give him 50 bucks, and like, good job, son. I just have, okay, so the the camera starts getting really erratic mm-hmm. um, when he goes to the apartment and various times. But then we see her, she's going to call, she's on her bed. She's got wine, Oreos, Doritos, Haagen-Dazs, and she's got this pencil. She is dialing the phone with the pencil so aggressively hard. She's dialing over and over and over again to learn that the phone has been, they've changed their phone number. But that's what's in her bed. She's got all of these things. So I, I did all have. those a, things are good on their own. I think it's a bad pairing. It's a terrible that is pairing. It's the worst it charcuterie like, board well, of like, all time. <laughs> like, like, maybe she is pregnant. I, I don't know. That's a mm. lot of things, but it's very early. She's, she never shows at any moment, so she, it's very early. I don't know that you really, truly have cravings like that early on. It probably has not aged well, but maybe five years ago in improv theater that we love, the same one that does the, I think we've talked about Invasion Christmas Carol on this yeah, podcast, I think we have, yeah. and their annual fundraiser, and they have booths, and one of the booths was hobo wine tasting, and it's like $3 bottles of wine, and then it'll have you know easy cheese and a Ritz cracker as a pairing, or a, a Slim Jim as a pairing. Or, uh, I, I feel like that's probably... They're probably not doing that anymore. Probably not. Probably not. But I did have a, I did have a note prior that I forgot about. Like We do see his desk um, earlier in his office. He has so many sharpened pencils in a container, and all the points are up. Like... <laughs> It seems madness. It is madness. And he's a, a giant rubber band ball. <laughs> like the, and that lamp. Uh, what, what? Like his like legal his lamp? His desk lamp? It's so crazy. At his office? Yeah. I don't remember the desk okay. lamp at his office. I remember there being desk lamps like What is home office? Oh, like when he's in the attic thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about literally like in his office office oh, office. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. But, but yeah, like she's... Who uses a pencil to just like... Dial a push button phone, just like bah, 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 bah. I mean, it's crazy. They they make phone dialers. I think Tiffany's makes a phone dialer, but it's to dial a rotary phone. So you just like, like I. I bet you, if we still had rotary phone technology, you would have chipped a nail on a rotary phone at some point in your adult life. And you would now have a Tiffany's rotary phone dialer. Maybe. It, it is one of the more reasonable price things that were suggested at breakfast at Tiffany's, I ah. believe, when they were talking about <laughs> things that were available. So I have a mixtape. <laughs> Not as fun as you think. <laughs> oh, but this is after. That's after she has somehow figured out that their apartment's on the market. She goes to the apartment to look at it. Not good. Basically, one to intimidate him and to get their new number. It's 
my skin was crawling through that scene. Okay, so yeah, now we have the mixtape. If you haven't seen Avenue Q, the song, a mixtape from that is fantastic. It's about a girl who's got a mixtape from a guy. Like, does he like me or not? And like, the theme from Friends. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, ooh, a whole new world. Kiss the girl. Like, okay, okay. Like, I'm the walrus. Fat bottom girls. Yellow submarine. <laughs> like, that's, that's a lot happening. So, okay. So, yeah. We have a tape that she's recorded basically to continue to tell him. So, here's where I think it's a good time to talk about all the messages that maybe this film is trying to make. And where it gets some of it right and it gets some of it wrong. Um, So obviously we're talking about she's angry. She's angry. She's angry before she finds out she's pregnant, if she's pregnant, which she, you think she is. I, I, I feel like, I don't know, like maybe, maybe, maybe not. But even before, she's definitely exhibited a lot of things that are very possessive, very... Um, manipulative, you know, very codependent. She's already attempted suicide, all of these things prior to any of that and started to exhibit, uh, you know, and and do things that are would be considered stalking. We were probably very early in stalking laws. Still. Oh, yes, we don't. We probably don't have spousal abuse laws in 87 in New York, let alone stalking, let alone coercive control. This is long before... But so she starts making a point. She tells him that she's pregnant. She tells him she doesn't want to get an abortion. He's like, well, I'll t- you know, I'll help you. You know, I've-. he softens after he finds that out. He's like, absolutely. I'll help you take care of this. And she's like, well, you know, that's when she says, I'm 36. Yeah, this is my only time to have a baby. And, you know, he gets angry about that. He doesn't want to have anything to do with it. And so I think there are a lot of issues with the fact that he's like, well, that's your decision. I don't, you know, that's your, I have nothing to do with that. Like, uh, no, that's not true. But. Also in the same, in the same sentences, in the same actions, she's saying, I bet you don't even like girls. I bet you're an F word that's a homophobic Mm. slur. Um, I'm, you know, I hate you and like, I want to kill you and I'm going to show up your house and I'm going to do all these terrible things. So it really mixes that message of responsibility, which is an appropriate message, um, also, the attention to him coming to the police department and and giving them information and saying she's doing all these things. Wait, what? I have to wait till she actually maybe commits a crime. Um, this is the same conversation that women have been having with police officers for decades prior to this, probably for hundreds of years prior to this. Um, and now we're supposed to go, oh, oh, my gosh, this is huge. Like, you mean we have to wait for her to commit a crime and potentially hurt someone? Like, now it's important because he's in danger? And there's a little bit of that. It's like, okay, like, it's 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 very mansplaining of stalking. Um, <laughs> so, I like, good points. Stalking is bad. We should pay attention to it prior to there being actual violence. Yes. Um do we have like do we only understand that when it happens to a man apparently so um should he take responsibility for his actions if she is pregnant yes um should that not then be undermined by the fact that she is probably a little unstable and doing some very crazy things that don't equate the same thing as a woman who is just in one of those situations who just is like hey can you help me out because you are half of this so yeah (laughs) 
Sorry. <laughs> Nothing you said is funny. Uh, it's all a very important message. Uh, uh, but I just have... Uh, it's 1987. Let's buy a house with a radiator. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's I mean, the next out, note I have. Well, they're out in the country. There's, there's all like, there's a. Then we immediately have you know a house. There's a lot of that country house that did make me think of um, the hand that rocks the cradle, like all the like painting mm-hmm. and you know all the things that are going on. But I, I was kind of going through comparing and contrasting this with the hand that rocks the cradle the whole way through. Um, Glenn Close was nominated for an Oscar for this. Okay. And I think Ann Archer was as well. She does great. I yeah. mean, I like Ann Archer in this. I feel like she really gets the opportunity to shine. We see her. I don't think I've ever sh- seen her shine in anything like this before. No. I mean, she's in Body of Evidence. She's mm-hmm. she's the the assistant that I give a lot of shit to. But that's, that's just a minor. It's a very minor role. Yeah. It, it's not her really getting a chance to shine. But so, yeah, we've got. You know, Glenn Close new to the podcast. We've got Michael Douglas. Michael we, Douglas back for a three-peat. Yeah, we've got Ann Archer for, back a, for a second week. A second. I do actually think we have someone else who is a second. I have to double check. Okay. Um, that'll be part of our going deeper. But, um, yeah, so she kidnaps their child. Man, people picked me up all the time from school. And my, my parents never did anything about like. I mean, they, they knew, you know, like I was never kidnapped, but like nobody ever, I could have been, you know, nobody ever did anything to prevent it. It was just, this was right in the middle of stranger danger, satanic panic. And I just get in the car with one of my friends, you know? I mean, that's a thing. Like- or ride the bus home because my house was so far away from school that by the time we got there, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show was already halfway over. But if we went to Kurt, the guy from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, we went to his house. It was just right by the school and uh, we could see the whole episode. Well, that's just common sense. That exactly. just makes perfect sense. So yeah, you just get off in another bus stop and your parents will figure out where you are. Um, there are a couple of things that we did gloss over the whole rabbit thing. I... Did not really know there was a rabbit thing. You said there was a rabbit thing. And I just kind of figured that she probably killed the rabbit in the coop in the mm. yard. Not that she made it real evident that she was in the house and turned on the stove. And that's some crazy shit right that, there. That is. That is. But yeah. I, see, I've known that since I was probably eight or nine. From, no, you know, I didn't know that specifically. That's crazy. Um, that we have this, you know, poor little baby girl. Like, uh, oh, it's just devastating. And she's got hamsters too. I think Michael Douglas has a point. There's too many dang animals. They do have a lot of animals. House. But how is Quincy taking this? Quincy seemed to be really into the rabbit. I'm, I'm concerned. Um, then we have that. Uh, I literally have a note. She, he does, he does tell Ann Archer. He's like, he, he clears the air, so to speak. You know, I know who did this. I know what's happened. You know, he shares the affair. That she says that she's pregnant. She could handle the affair. And she probably could have even handled it because she's like, are you in love with her? And he's like, no, absolutely not. But then that, the fact that she's pregnant is just too much, you know, and she she wants him gone, um, which I think is completely fair. That, yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a lot to lay on somebody all at once. It is. And, and the fact that this not just, hey, I had an affair. Hey. It was one time. She's pregnant. No, hey, I she's probably going to murder you tomorrow. Like, this is after. <laughs> this is after she's already come into our house and mutilated and boiled our child's pet. This is post. We. This is what have you signed us up for? Um, in your your dalliances. Um, so totally fair. So then, yeah. So Glenn Close picks up uh baby 
Ellen, Eleanor, I kind of get confused on what exactly her name is, from school, takes her to an amusement park. I wrote, a roller coaster is a bold choice. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Do you think this is fun? Like, do you know you know what six-year-olds like? Like, I feel like you don't. Um, <laughs> like, I feel like you are really inexperienced in this area. There's ice cream. There's a roller coaster. Like, I, I don't know. But it was very strange. Oh, and a fruit roll-up. Are, are fruit roll-ups still a thing? I don't know. But I love a fruit roll-up. Because even, like, later on, he grabs one. He does. They're amazing. I don't really like a fruit roll-up. Oh, but I there do. was another type of rolled fruit thing that was, it wasn't as chewy. And I think it may have been like more fruit and less. Oh, that was like you talk about like things being just kind of like, oh, that's for like the rich kids. That right there that like I don't know what it was called, but the one that was like the actual fruit and the apricot one like to me was like we we never get that. We're never (laughs) going to get it. it was like all the kids that had it like they're just like special and cool. I will go to the grocery store and for valentine's day i'll go see if they still make it if they still have those i will i will get you an apricot one. Oh man but that that that's how my list of things like i always wanted that it seems so much better than anything else i ever had in my lunchbox like those hostess cupcakes or handy snacks or all the things that the rich kids had. Yeah, we never had we never had handy snacks. String cheese. Or... Yeah, string cheese. Well, I feel like string cheese was kind of later, but I mean, I would have pudding in a in a aluminum can or a tin can. Yeah, for and sure. then you grab the you, ring oh. and, and you pop the and the ring just comes it's right broken. off. And the pudding is and you have a plastic spoon. You can't, you can't get into the pudding with a plastic it. spoon. You're done. No pudding. No pudding for you. <laughs> There's an episode of The Simpsons like ah, my pudding is trapped forever. <laughs> <laughs> I've experienced that as well. And then just having a cucumber in a in a sandwich bag. That's that's what I've got. Like that's I, that's cold, Obi-Wan. Oh, in high school. So in high school like still like I guess I made lunch, but it was what you know, my parents bought. Um it was like literally like maybe my mom made them. I don't remember now, but a bologna sandwich and pretzels. We didn't have any way where you put put a bloaty sandwich in a plastic Kroger bag just going to my damn locker. It's sitting there at room temperature for six or eight hours, you know. Right. Yeah. With ma- uh, at my house, it no. had mayonnaise on. No, so that, a, that, that, that is from room temperature mayonnaise. There's no mayonnaise on my sandwich. You know that. <laughs> Jenny does not trust white condiments. I do not. There's no mayonnaise on my sandwich. But yeah, mine had mayonnaise on it, and it's it's every bit of one o'clock. Yeah, she probably I, made that thing last night. <laughs> I'm I'm in high school. At this point, like, so I don't, I don't have a cool lunchbox I'm carrying that has like any kind of kind of insulation kind of properties. Um, no, it's a it's a paper bag. M- mine's a, a Kroger bag, like a plastic bag. Is, oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Is mine like literally like like we're talking about? We were rich enough to have a paper bag to put the lunch in. Nobody bought paper bags. Now we didn't have the Ziploc bags. We just had the foldy over sandwich. Oh no, bags. we had the foldy over sandwich bags too, and. There was no like nobody got better lunches. Like my dad brought the same thing to go to the, the go to work at the state as an attorney as <laughs> I as I did. And at some point, some dumb boy was like, "That looks awesome." I'm like, "Give me a dollar thirty-five, and so I can go buy some turkey tetrazzini in the in the high school lunch line, and you can have this bologna sandwich and pretzels." And that became the regular bargaining. <laughs> and I started buying lunches again at school. Like I hadn't wanted school lunches in forever, but it's like oh, senior year. Oh man. It was amazing, like a dollar thirty-five, and you got like mac and cheese with ham in it. I mean, two years of high school just eating a burger or a chicken sandwich or a slice of bad pizza. 
And then all of a sudden realizing, like, we still have the regular line yeah. that has the the turkey tetrazzini or the... It has the grilled cheese with, with chili day. Yes. The best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like, like, like I'm gonna legit home school lunches. I'm going to come home with a huge chili stain down the front of my shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I legit ate full-on school lunches for the Did majority. Did you have two slices of bread or one with your grilled cheese? Um, I think we had two. See, we had just the one slice of bread with the cheese on top that had then gone into the thing. Oh, you just like a, you had like a, a cheese. Oh, what do we call that at home? My parents, like we would make just that. Put at, it under the broiler. Just a broiled cheese or yes, a. it is. It yeah. is so crunchy. It but is. it was still crunchy like that. Like it, they had broiled it. Yes. Still. It, yes. it was two pieces of bread that you literally had to dip in the chili to make it. Oh, it was edible. not edible if you did not dip no. it in the chili. It, it was a delivery uh, system for chili to the mouth hole. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And then you had the square pizza and fries or corn. Oh, the square pizza was better than the crappy round pizza that I had every day. Oh, it was day. so good. Yeah. I mean, we did have there like one year, sophomore year, I guess, like I had study hall in the morning in the art class, the art teacher, which I never took any art classes there. And so we just hung out in her like storage room and just went through old pictures because she also did the yearbook and she had a coffee maker. So we would like make like different kinds of coffees and hot chocolate, but we were right by the cafeteria. So we'd get sausage biscuits like every morning, like after school had already started. And because we were just like hanging out and that's that's probably when I put on a lot of weight because I need sausage biscuits every morning. It's a real bummer you never went to the strip club in your parking lot for lunch. <laughs> you were 18 by the time you graduated, right? Um, Yeah, I was like halfway through I that mean... last year. In a strip but club. I don't know that it was you know there. Tip. It Sorry. already like blown away a little bit. It might have uh, been. I think it, it might have been a senior center. By I then. think it was a Latin dance club by then. Oh. They may not have had a lunch situation. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. All right. So sorry. Roller coaster, fruit roll ups, and then roller coaster is a bold choice. Um, and then I don't have anything till the climax. I have something, but I don't know what it says but basically i have two more notes and that's it like i mean i'm just watching what's happening it's terrifying but i mean he's upstairs he tucks daughter into bed he's you know wife's getting into the bath she's had a car accident yes yes in looking and searching for daughter who's been kidnapped um she is running around crazy she knows she's been kidnapped she knows who's done it she knows you know but doesn't know where she is she has a car accident um and then yeah glue close just drops daughter off as if it's an interesting thing because they could have done more with that. Mm-hmm. They could have had a they're, couple they're... of moments that we didn't know that she was gone, where she was, was starting to establish a relationship. That would have been a lot more like um, the hand that rocks the cradle. The hand that rocks the cradle did that better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it was just maybe proving a point that the, she like, could I can do get it to you at any time. Yeah, that she could do it and and not it not be an issue that she, this little girl would trust her. But yeah, so she's had a car accident. So wife is injured. Um, so yeah, the Michael Douglas back to yours. Yeah, Michael Douglas is upstairs. He, you know, he's going to go get, get her some tea. So, you know, daughter's tucked in. She's getting in the bath. He's getting tea. He goes downstairs. There is a roaring fire in the fireplace. <laughs> like, well, you guys have left that unattended. <laughs> like, what is going on here? They have, they have a fireplace roaring. Uh, they have a fire roaring in that fireplace pretty much anytime we see it. But I think it's in multiple places. Like, it's time to go to bed. It is not time to have a roaring fire <laughs> downstairs that you're not paying attention to. I I mean, that, maybe that's, it's the 80s. I don't know. That's a whole other thing. They're in the country. I, don't I mean, know. I, I've said that, you know, watching WrestleMania 4 laying on the floor next to my parents' kerosene heater. 
I can still smell when I think of the Macho Man. I can still smell the kerosene. And like, how <laughs> did our house never burst into flames? I have no idea. And then, of course, that's when he grabs a fruit roll up off the thing. That's why mm-hmm. he's waiting on the tea. <laughs> right. So then the bathtub starts overflowing because she clears off the mirror. And yeah, I saw that coming. About. That I, was yeah, so It was cool. so obvious that it was going to happen, but it was really good. And Gold Coast is behind her because, of course, he locks all the doors. Mm-hmm. And we're like, of course, she's already inside. We know she's already inside when he locks the doors. And, yeah, she clears off the steam off the mirror and Gold Coast is behind her with a knife still in the dress that she was wearing when – Oh, we didn't mention that after the kidnapping situation, Michael Douglas shows up at her house and attacks her and they have they fight throughout the whole apartment and he almost succeeds in choking her and then he's like kind of like what am I doing and he leaves. She Strangulation tries- in movies before the UFC. You just it just does it's just I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it's all... I mean, Richard Belzer had been choked unconscious by Hulk Hogan on live TV before. But when she grabs the knife, she tries to, like, you know, stab him with a knife even in that moment. Um, But then he leaves, you know, technically no incident. But that's when he goes to the police Mm -hmm. and says, like, they're going to go get her. And then the police say, like, we We can't find her anywhere. We don't know where she is. She's not on Manhattan. (laughs) She's not on the island of Manhattan. (laughs) The whole island of Manhattan. Like, we think she might be out in the country somewhere. Do you have any idea where she might be going in that country? Right. In, like, three seconds from the last time we, like... Which I'm sure he left out that he, like, almost murdered her. Probably. But, yeah, so he, she goes to the house. She's in the bathroom behind the wife who is got a broken arm, planning on taking a bath. She, it's a weird conversation. Like, you think she's almost, like, com- I mean, she is delusional. Mm-hmm. But she almost thinks she's, like, the way she started out, she's like, what are you doing here? As if she thinks that she's the wife and, like, right, should be there. Right. But then it, it changes a little bit. The bath starts overflowing. You see immediately. It starts, that's bad construction. The, <laughs> this is an old house. This, this, old house. this, this it, house has a radiator, okay? It immediately is- starts leaking. I mean, I know it's a, it's a plot, plot device. It immediately starts leaking, you know, so we see it coming from the ceiling. And, and, and Quin- oh, Quincy. Quincy notices and he's licking it off the floor like a good boy. Yes. Um, before, good boy, <laughs> before Michael Douglas notices um and so yeah so she's glenn close is talking to ann archer and like you know basically like laying it down she's oh man the way she says she's like he came to try and say goodbye to me mm-hmm. as I, aka he tried to kill me um but that's not what she says like no we're just still attracted she's talking to her and she's cutting herself in her leg she's got a knife by her side and she's just like flicking it flicking it like it's catching her dress and then it's cutting her leg and it's a lot it is a lot and then you know she starts to attack an archer she's screaming we the the tea kettle goes off that, that was a good device it was a good tea device. kettle goes off it yeah. like lifts yeah. it up and then here's the scream and like he good. runs up yeah. yeah good device it was a good device um so he goes up and they're they're fighting he gets slashed a little bit they're fighting and he you know he Thinks he drowns her in the tub. You know, it, that's an intense scene. He's like holding her under the water multiple times, dunking her back, dunking her back. Like she's thrashing and whatever. And then she stops thrashing and she's under the water. We got a little bubbles. Got a little bubbles happening. So you're like, 
Um, but there's like several shots of her under the water. It's yeah. very kind of serene. Yeah, and she's then... relaxed. We suddenly finally see her relaxed. And yeah, so he's kind of, you know, big breath. Once again, that's not how drowning works, but you know. <laughs> right. Um, she would look awful and terrible and it'd be, it'd be, yeah. But so he's like big breath, big breath. And of course she like big breath and shoots up and stands up and sort of like an Ann Archer shoots, shoots her. We do we haven't seen an Archer in the scene in a few minutes. And like, I didn't realize that it was Ann Archer that shot her, but I knew based on knowing she was shot and seeing the mechanics of the scene. And I was like, okay, it has to be her. And then of course it makes me think of Bridget Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> where she just slides down the wall and back into the tub and yeah and then the police come i definitely think like in a in a later movie there would be at least some like hey we need to, we need to go down to the station <laughs> but no they just shake his hand right they shake his hand we should probably like talk about this you know <laughs> right the interview put something on the record yeah like yeah that all the signs are pointing towards you had every right for this to happen, um, but like we don't want a podcast covering this in depth and wondering what in the world we missed. Right, right. But they just they just shake his hand. He goes back inside, and Archer hugs him, and we see pictures of the family, pictures of the family, and in in scene. So, did you catch the name of the director for this film? Um, not. I didn't clue in on it. No, it's the same director as Indecent Proposal. Oh, okay. So we're pretty much everything in Decent Proposal got a Razzie nomination for. This thing got an Oscar nomination for. Interesting. Nominated for six Oscars. Remember when I said in the Indecent Proposal episode that if there had been a couple more stabbings, it would have been a good movie? <laughs> well, he already did it. He was like, I can't do it again. <laughs> okay, we're going to, like, picture this. We're going to do Fatal Attraction, but no one gets stabbed. It's all the family in relationship tragedy, but just none of the violence. Yeah, it's it's just devastating at that point. Yeah, it yeah. Indecent proposal. Did you say just, you saw like a top oh, fifty movies for Valentine's Day, like it the lightest a, and happiest, sexy, you know, yes. fun romps or whatever? And it had a picture of Demi Moore. It did. It was a picture proposal. of Demi Moore, like literally, like on the bus <laughs> as she's going to find uh, Woody Harrelson on the pier, so they can say their dumb thing that they say to each other. But that movie was not listed. It was they just used <laughs> the photo for the list. They were all movies I hadn't heard of. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was a weird choice. All right. Well, it's getting late. Uh, it's going to be Valentine's Day in a few minutes. Uh, and Jenny got to go to work tomorrow. So what else you got, babe? That's it, I think. So what, what's your what's your final takeaway on this? How'd you... How'd you... It, was, it was a good movie. It was... I mean, it was... It kept... It was suspenseful. It maybe was uneven a little bit. Um, in terms of like how quickly we got to where we got, but that's also probably uh, you know the way they're trying to show how how of an issue this is, you know, her mental state or whatever their point they're trying to make there. Um, but no, I mean, I think it was a great suspenseful movie. Um, definitely, obviously, forbidden. There's so many. Oh my goodness. So, but I bet you. The main issue would be like the sex and the premarital pregnancy or the post or outside of wedlock extra pregnancy, maybe. extra marital pregnancy would probably be the main things that would be the issue. Yeah, I feel like 
I don't know if I've ever seen as many nipples in a movie. Oh, there were a lot, yeah. With like just through things. We were talking about like hot t-shirt, like the con the movie about like I was setting Such up a, a wet name. t-shirt contest. Such like, a dumb name. I feel like that movie probably doesn't have as many nipples seen through a shirt as this film does. And that would have just been a hands down no. Plus the sex and the dick grabbing and the yeah, the hard no if I'd have even thought about trying to I think I knew about this movie, like I said, because of the the, the screener cassette. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think probably 16, 17, somewhere in there, I came across Fatal Instinct, the spoof. Ah, uh, okay. So I think there's a Carl Reiner or Rob Reiner or one, one yeah, of the Yeah, I think it's Carl Reiner. That's like, yeah, a spoof of the two. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I feel like for what might be... You know, I don't know. You know, we might check out Body Heat at some point. We might there might be earlier movies, but I think this is sort of really laying the groundwork for kind of the '90s thriller. The, the I would say the '90s thriller is kind of my most forbidden genre. That makes sense. And, and this seems like it's kind of the prototype for that. Yeah, I could see that for sure. It, it definitely takes some different types of tones. It's they're violent, but maybe less menacing I, I i'm not sure maybe that's not true but i don't know I, I i feel like we're still going for maybe a character study drama that maybe we won't be going for later on when yeah we this this movie was this definitely a better movie maybe not yeah. a better erotic thriller but it's a better movie yeah i agree i agree yeah they definitely cut some corners to make some more sexiness yes yes yeah but all in all, I had a good time. I mean, well, I mean, a, a suspenseful and whatever, but I, I like a little, I like my heart to race a little bit sometimes. <laughs> so happy Valentine's Day, fools. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> Make good choices. <laughs> That's the lesson. Vet people and yeah, uh, don't bone people that you just met. <laughs> That's just good sense. If you're in a committed relationship and someone else is exciting, take a step back and and, and think about a, a lot of things make your heart race and not all of them are great. That's an important point. But also <laughs> just don't bone people you just met. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons not to do that. Anyway. All right. Thanks, guys. Um, check us out on Instagram, Forbidden Cinema. Um, shoot us any any and all things to forbidden cinema maybe not dick pics but uh, just any comments or questions or suggestions tell us what you're doing for valentine's day yeah absolutely you know, good good restaurants always curious forbidden cinema podcast at gmail.com and change on the apple podcast follow us um on apple Podcasts. there it's no longer subscribe really yeah it's now follow oh well, now I'm woke. Now I know that. Um, yeah. So then you know, rate, review, give us a good review. Let us know. It really, it helps. I mean, we're having a good time doing it. I mean, that's just, but it's kind of fun if, you know, hey, if people start noticing, you know, why wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. We've got a small community of, of people that are having a good time, but a big community would be funner. Sure. Absolutely. Right. We'll deal with that issue if it comes. So God yeah. Help us all. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks guys. Have a happy Valentine's Day. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.